Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is episode 30 of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Bernardo and Roxy Hayes. How to get into a comedy festival without auditioning. With special guest, Patrick Higgins. Hey, uh, welcome to the Alt Arts Academy podcast. I am Dean Victor Vernado of the New York Alt Arts Academy. And of course, we have our deputy head mistress, Roxy Hayes. It's me. Is. And our special guest today is Patrick Higgins. Thanks uh, for stopping by. Patrick's a comedian, also runs the Hilarious Comedy Festival. We're going to be talking about two things today. One, how to get in a comedy festival without auditioning for a comedy festival. And two, uh, and two we're going to be talking about uh, just how to run a comedy festival or how to start a comedy festival. That's what we're going to be talking to you about, Patrick. Okay, so first of all, uh, all of us, uh, as opposed to doing, I mean, including all the things that we do, we're also all comedians here, okay? Mm-hmm. Patrick is a comedian, uh, Roxy is a comedian, I'm a comedian, and comedians, uh, if you're in comedy, or if you're, you know this, but if you're just starting comedy, you might not know this, comedians always do comedy festivals. There's comedy festivals of varying sizes. You get a lot from large comedy festivals, but you can also get a lot from small comedy festivals. Um, there's positives to each. I would I would say like the number one thing you get from large comedy festivals is you, is you really get uh, known and you get those industry contacts and often people write about it, about those festivals. And the number one thing you get from smaller comedy festivals, at least in my experience, is usually getting regional work. That's like one of the biggest things I ever got out of a small comedy festival is like the things that I like the most. And of course, community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's uh, start about what 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 would you say people get most out of your festival, Patrick? The hilarious um, comedy festival. I mean, I think it's different for every comedian, and it's all about expectations. <clears throat> like, if you go into every festival and you think, like, "Oh man, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go to this festival, and HBO is gonna be there," but like they don't say, "Hey, HBO's here," um, you know, that's uh, you're gonna be let down, right? Um, oh, yeah. With my- with my festival, because it is on the smaller side, yeah. uh, I think comedians get uh, there's a camaraderie from it. But I also like try and provide things like I got headshots and I videotaped people's sets. Right, that's so cool. like, that's they great. can actually walk away with something, mm-hmm. you know, more than just like a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. I also like, uh, you know, it's hilarious, right? So I give weed to people. Um, <laughs> so you know um yeah with mine you know it's it's been different every year um this well i was obviously this year did not happen um yeah September is a maybe but that that might get pushed out too because safety is most important mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah i would i would say uh weed alcohol and experience networking um and the the media from it the the video because i every mm-hmm. tape every set is taped 
mm-hmm. um, and the headshots. I still see comedians who use the headshots from the festival like years ago. So okay. I think it's pretty cool. So yeah, you get you get material. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right, so uh, I'm going to talk about uh, comedy festivals that I've done. And then the vast majority of comedy festivals that I've ever done, I, I've got in without having to audition for the comedy festival. And uh, we're going to talk about the ways that that has happened. I see Roxy is smiling because I feel like what you're going to think to yourself is you're going to say, well, Victor, you're a, a semi-well-known comedian. Of course, comedy festivals will let you in. But that, I, I believe it or not, I wasn't always that, Roxy. <laughs> I didn't say anything, but yes, I thought that. Yeah, but I wasn't always. I was. I, when I started out, nobody knew who I was at all. In fact, mm-hmm. some people once meeting me hated me. What? Uh, what? People hate me. A lot of people hate me. That's you're fine. Pretty, you're, you're cool. Thank you, thank you, Roxy, <laughs> my employee. Thank you for calling me cool. Uh, anyway. I know. I want to say before I go into all of these things, I do want to say that uh, if you use any of these tactics to get into a comedy festival without the without having to audition, don't suck. Okay, go to the comedy festival. Be ready. Be actually have something to bring to the comedy festival because if someone bends the rules to get you into a festival, then uh, you go there and you act a fool or you're a problem or you're or or you're just awful <laughs> then 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 that's on you so don't suck bring bring something good to the festival be worthwhile all right so here's the easiest way to get into a comedy festival uh this especially works very very well at smaller comedy festivals this is the easiest way to be part of a comedy festival without having to audition Go to the comedy festival. Someone won't show up over their spot. If they know you're a comedian, you'll get on, period. That's so, a super easy way. Yeah, go ahead, Patrick. I, I would I would argue that. So the way that I work my festival is there are some a few like um, like stand-ins, like locals that I'm like, oh man, I really like them, but they you know, uh, the judges didn't put them in the top whatever for the year. Uh-huh. Um, so what I do is um, all comedians do at least like five, five minute sets. Right. So it's worth it. So they're not just doing like some comedians I've heard go to comedy festivals, do a three minute set and that's right. it. Okay. And they travel across country. That's uh, terrible to me. I like them to have a lot of different shows and a lot of experiences and a lot of also, again, opportunities to record a good set um, that they can use for something different um, and showcase material. Okay. But, uh, the way that I work out is like, say I have uh, 10 comedians on a show uh-huh. and for whatever reason, one of them drops out. I either a put another comedian from the festival in that spot so I can give someone else even more shows uh-huh. or I take everyone's set and I reach out and make sure they're comfortable doing longer sets and I just elongate their sets so they have more time to do more material. Uh-huh. Um, but that's because my my number one rule with comedy festivals is comedians first. If you got into the festival and you, especially if you came here from another city or state, like, wow, like how humble am I? Like that you came to do my festival. That's so amazing. Why would I not try and give them the best I, experience? 
difference. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that, that, that people who travel to your festival and people who are giving you their time for the festival, and often it is giving with a smaller festival, you're giving your time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then definitely work with those people first. But I will say this, at, at a lot of festivals, if there's not like the person who is part of the festival to be thrown up instead of you, and you're just like there, you often will get a spot and and that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that they're going to give you like a ton of spots or something like that but it usually will happen once or twice Mm -hmm. uh you'll just get thrown up if it's a small festival and they need you okay so you're saying that's more for smaller festivals you think or larger festivals definitely smaller larger festivals is not like that large festival (laughs) people show up for their spots (laughs) for one most of the time and then uh, and then if people don't show up for their spot, the show is usually prestigious enough so they don't just throw anybody up. Okay, makes sense. I would say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you know, especially if you know like the producers, I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's always a good set or a good thing to do. Um, I'm, I, and there's no one way to run a festival, right? And I run a right. small festival. Absolutely. I just have such like a, it gives me anxiety at times, like how much I'm focused on like, if the comedians aren't having a good time, I've failed. Uh, I, I I actually think you have. I had one festival where I was furious at the festival because of the festival, the guy who ran the festival. Uh, it was, uh, I think, one of the Chicago, it was like Chicago, Chicago Sketch Fest or something like that. And I had, this is one of the times where I actually submitted to the festival. It was probably added to me not, liking submitting to the festival. I submitted to the festival. I, I uh, submitted two short films and I also submitted myself as a comedian and I got in as a comedian. And then I did my first show as a comic at the festival and I had a great time. Uh, and then after there was a party after that show and then someone walked up to me and they said to me, hey man, I saw your short film. It was hilarious. And I was like, what? The festival owner had shown my short films without telling me they had gotten in the festival, so I didn't get a chance to go to the screening at all. Uh, and so, what? So what that's disappointing. Oh, super disappointing. <laughs> and then he didn't understand how I was upset. He's like, well, you're still here doing stand-up. And I was like, "That it's a very different thing, and I care. I, like, As a filmmaker, you very rarely get to see people, actually, an audience, like laughing at your films. And so... Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was just one of those disappointing things. People do run festivals in lots of different ways. You're right. But being there is one way to get into a festival. Uh, now, this the the uh, next way is uh, you can often get invited to a festival if you have something popular that the festival might be interested in. Sometimes uh, sometimes festivals want you you want you to submit. But sometimes if you have something that is popular that really fits the theme of the festival, it'll just get right in. You could just send the person an email and they'll be like, yeah, that works for the festival. If you have something that really, really works for the festival. Um, for instance, um, for instance, I have a show that has just been part of the fest- of festivals without having to submit. Uh, I have a... I have an online, right now it's an online talent show called NYC Talent Show, but uh, it's been just put 
directly in festivals before because it just allows random people to perform and then we just kind of like hold the show around the random people performing that's worked at festivals before and just because it was a format that really worked for this particular festival which wanted to showcase people uh it was just you know asked in well not asked in but just like they just got in through an email uh and then uh because of me being at that festival they just gave me spots because i was a comedian so they just did that because i was already at the festival and they were uh able to utilize me uh okay so those are a couple of things now these are the next things i'm going to talk about are things that you can that you can do and most festivals if you do one of these things will give you spots at the festivals this is not a guarantee nor do they owe you <laughs> spots at the festival with these things I'm about to tell you about. So don't so don't ever email a festival and be like, hey, I'll do this if you do that for me. I mean, I guess you could, but you'd be an asshole. Uh, so here are, you have to edit that out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just beep it. You know, just like, boop, you're glad it was me. All right. So, uh, here it is. It's very simple. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Help the festival. If you help the festival and you're a competent comedian, very often the festival will just invite you to perform. Uh, here are things that I've done. Yeah, you're right. He's nodding. Look at that. Help the festival. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I run the festival myself, aside yeah. from a few people who like run the door and like manage the stage. Um, and if you're willing to lighten my load a little bit in any way <laughs> yeah. i am eternally grateful mm -hmm. um and yeah. Uh, yeah so i'm yeah i'm definitely i've definitely put people up who have like ran my door uh yeah yeah I, and, and this is like the last three things we're going to talk about all fall under this umbrella and this is great actually because i could see that when we were talking earlier i could see you're a little skeptical of me talking about getting into festivals <laughs> without auditioning patrick a little yeah, bit but, yeah but then uh i know but then like but i but i uh what, what did you say you asked me he smiled and nodded and i was like oh that's a good yeah, point but when i said it helped the festival he's like yeah you got me yeah. <laughs> I, I admit i admit <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. I mean, it's it's and, and this does not come from me wanting to like trick people. It comes from me like I hate I, I just don't like the submission process in general. And so I will do other things that will be good for festivals. But on top of that, when I also go to the festival, I come prepared. I come with a really solid set. I'd like I, I make them happy that I'm there like, you know, one three sixty. I was going to say 180, then I realized, no, it's 360. So I make, I, I try to make them happy. Uh, so here's, here's three things that I've done to, uh, that actually have gotten me in festivals. One, I helped connect them with a big act. Uh, not every festival has connection with the big act. And it's a win-win situation in this case, because the festival I connected a larger act with, number one, the festival got that larger act to come to it because they're like a person that I knew. And then number two, the larger act got a paid for free weekend, which often happens at festivals if they have a larger act that they can count on to come, come to the festival. Uh, both people were super happy. Uh, and then they invited 
they invited me uh, to be part of the festival as well. And, and the thing was the way the way that it, it actually started was that the festival reached out to me and asked if I would help them uh, get in contact with the person. I did, and then they asked me along. Um, I and I, I feel like it would seem it would seem like weird doing the other way around, like just hawking your friends out to festivals. <laughs> but, but but that's just one way that uh, a festival invited me. Where uh, where I mean, and and this is the sense of just like you know, be nice and help people with information when it makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so that connection helped them and then they put me in the festival. Uh, here's uh, a, another thing that you can do. Uh, teach a class or workshop. If you have a class or workshop that works for a festival and you write the festival and say, hey, I could teach a workshop on X, then often they will put you in the festival. Mm -hmm. I was in the... Uh, Women in Comedy Festival. I was one of very few men <laughs> from the Women in Comedy Festival because I because I was like it was a city that was close by, and I was like I wanted to go do this festival. I knew I couldn't headline there uh, because, strangely enough, men don't headline at the Women in Comedy Festival. Uh, so uh, what I said was, "Hey, I have this workshop that I taught before about how to produce like DIY to do your own like comedy special, like mm -hmm. just." How to DIY and still make it look professional, and then like at different, at different tiers of dollars, like for zero dollars, what you could do for like two hundred dollars, what you could do for like seven hundred dollars, and different ways that things would look good. And I uh, and I taught that workshop at the festival, and and uh, and all was good, <laughs> and they invited me, and I had a really good time, and uh, and uh, now I'm a woman. All right. Uh, works <laughs> yeah it totally worked out i i said I there was the what here. you what I the science here <laughs> science <laughs> you got glasses and science <laughs> yeah we're, we're all scientists mine are fake <laughs> hey you know what fake it till you make it roxy <laughs> exactly uh have you have have people helped you out in other ways that have that have uh endeared you to them to such a point that you wanted to put them in the festival um not really because aside from uh the judging of the videos uh -huh. um, all the aspects of the festival until it actually is an event happening um i pretty much do myself so i don't usually um have anyone outside of myself that's doing things that could offer anything. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe someone could help like social media posting because I'm terrible at that. Um, but aside from that, um, I can't think of anything. Photography was definitely a good one, one of the students suggested. Um, and yeah, so offering that is definitely something great. Cool. I think that, uh, I mean, I think that if you have any skills at all, especially in the in in organization or marketing in general you could probably help festivals that way too like you if you're an amazing graphic artist you could just be like in fact you could probably do these two things you could reach out to festivals and say hey i'd love to help design like a t-shirt for your festival and then uh not only that like if the festival was smart what they would do was they would 
also cut you in on the profit of what those t-shirts sold as well. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you don't, you don't want to offer too much to festivals for free. Uh, as an artist, you never, like, if if someone came to me and they're like, hey, I want to design a poster and I won't charge you, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'd check it out. But also, like, that person could have been like, hey, uh, I made this poster idea. Do you, Would you like to buy it? And then I'd consider, like, consider buying it and paying for it um you know never sell yourself short um getting into a, a festival is great but the bigger festivals usually have like graphic designers and stuff for them and the smaller ones like they have to be able to give you something um a festival spot is good but I, yeah i just i just I, I never like artists doing something for completely pro bono or like i guess a festival spot is good but I'd, I'd say see if you can get more. Uh, okay. Well, I I I uh, I guess I would differ on that because I often do things because I like them, and so if I like something, I'll just do it. For instance, okay. like if I had, if like uh, like I would, I mean I yeah I do things just because I like them. And in fact, I do a lot of things. For, here's an example. I'm a cartoonist, and people pay me a lot of money to make cartoons, but I also do them for free. Because why not? Sometimes I'll see something, I'll like it, and I'll just do a cartoon about it, and then uh, send it to people just because. It's just the—I guess it's just the way I am. I guess don't don't do things that make you that make you feel taken advantage of. Obviously, yeah, like, and I'm not suggesting, and I'm not suggesting that you as a comedian, uh, you as a comedian should do things for people instead of being funny. I'm not suggesting that either. I am saying that for me. For me, uh, the vast majority of festivals that I have done before, before I got to the point where like people knew who I was, the vast majority of festivals that I have done uh, were festivals where I figured out a way to be part of that festival without having to audition. Because I hate making audition tapes for festivals. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, and I'll fight against it with every fiber of my being. Uh, okay. so, well, I mean, what, I don't yeah. like making auditions. But who does? Yeah. Who likes making auditions? I always get extremely nervous when I, have to, when I know I'm recording for something to submit. Audition tapes, number one, are no fun to make. Number two, they're no fun to go through a whole pile of them. Number, I mean, it, who? It's, <laughs> I always uh, like when Patrick nods. It makes me happy. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the aud- there are a lot of rules with an audition tape that mm-hmm. aren't followed. Um, oh yeah, people don't like, listen. What's not even that is like they'll instead of filming in landscape, they'll film in portrait mode. Uh huh. So that's bad. Or they'll have like potato quality. Um, <laughs> or their friend who is like trying to be supportive, which is great is holding the camera and has a very distinctive laugh whenever a punchline goes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so there are definitely like do's and don'ts for audition tapes. Uh, but yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, we can go on and on about audition tapes. I mean, obviously, Obviously, there's like, and in fact, that could be a whole episode of just like how to make a how to make a proper audition tape. Could be a whole episode. And there are way and there are ways to make audition. In fact, I I actually think that 
people probably have responded to my audition tapes just because I knew what I was doing technically. That's probably like if they can hear the jokes well and uh, yeah. hear yeah. the jokes well and it's on a tripod, like that helps so much. Yeah, I mean, tripod's like 15 bucks and, you know, it's 2020. We're in the technology era. You know, your phone is also sometimes. Coronavirus. <laughs> also, what? <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm living in my own life. <laughs> Get a Come tripod or coronavirus. One of the two. Just, uh, yeah. Both. Hey, no. Neither. No. Yeah. I'm I'm having the uh, best grapefruit juice. Now it's gone, everyone. I'd say you were going in on that. All right. Uh, one, of the, one of the students just asked, what's the biggest turnoffs for audition tapes? And uh, to, to me, portrait mode is a big thing. Um bad audio, bad video, uh, a lot of feedback. You can get a lot of people uh, of my complexion get whited out. So I'm like, what is your face? Are you an angel? You're an angel that just told a poop joke. That's what kind of angel you are. I don't understand it. Um, so, I mean, the elements of think about what you would want to watch in watching a stand-up and like, you know, use that as kind of your baseline. Um, the, also, one of the things I want to say is I don't judge the videos for the festival, and that's probably one of the best decisions I've made. Um, I, I have it's it's not the same every year. It's pretty consistent though, but it's I use a combination of actual comedians like performing, working like paid comedians, not just like people who do shows every now and then. Uh, I have a booker, um, I actually, and then I have someone who's a producer of a comedy show. So different elements of comedy and they, you know, I give them an idea of like what a scoring is um, and they will watch the video, score the video um, and we filter out um, like that. So your videos watched, if not once, at least twice by two different people of the three. Um, because obviously some people can be biased or some humor is different for other people. Uh, but yeah, so I do that also because uh, I don't want people messaging me angry that they didn't get in the festival. <laughs> right? Like the, 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 at the point that it, the comedians get to me, the only like X thing I do out is if like I, sometimes I'll reach out to a comic I know in a community and be like, hey, so-and-so has a really great set. How are they as a person? Uh, and if they're like, oh, well, uh, they're, they they love to sexually harass women and make transphobic jokes. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Bye. Like, you're not. It's, it's another thing, too. It's like it's a small festival. You're going to know every comedian there. Uh, and you're going to meet them and, like, grow a friendship. And I don't want people who are jerks there. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, one incident where somebody made an inappropriate comment to a female comedian. Uh, and then as soon as I heard about it, before I could even address it with him, he had already apologized and made amends. And that's the only time we've ever had, like, even a, a hiccup of someone having an interpersonal issue with somebody, you know? Um, so that's like a big part of it. Um, small festivals you usually can't escape. There's usually one green room, you know. So uh, you know, I, 
I want to I want to move on to the second half, but I have to tell you this story just because I did talk for a second about going to the Women in Comedy Festival. So at the Women yeah. in Comedy Festival, this woman slapped me in the face. Okay, oh. one of the one of the other women in comedy. Uh, and I'll, here's here's what happened uh, after a show. One of the other comedians was on the show, and she was like. I, she was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm about to go around the corner and boop, boop, boop. Anyways, <laughs> she, she, goes, she goes, can I come? And I was like, sure. And then we both start walking away. And then another comedian, she comes up and she goes, she goes where are you two going? And then I go, we're about to smoke weed. And she goes, don't tell people what we're doing. And she slaps me in the face. <laughs> right? Okay. And everyone agrees. No, there's never been a person who's like, Victor, you were wrong. No, <laughs> she was wrong <laughs> in that situation. But I, but I was like, I can do nothing because I'm not going to be the guy at the Women in Comedy Festival either yelling at a female comedian or slap. I was like, I, I'm going to let this one go. <laughs> That's why you got to be good friends with one of the females at the Women in Comedy Festival or bring a girlfriend and be like, just the one. Yeah. Oh, 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 that was done. That that <laughs> happened. I'm just saying at that moment, I was like, I'm going to let this one go. <laughs> Remember on Tinder when you said you're looking for a partner in crime? Come here to film. Check us out at artsacademypodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.